This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Just after the Federal Reserve announced a quarter percent rate cut, President Trump announced more tariffs. Fear of an escalating trade war rattled Wall Street, and the S&P and Nasdaq Composite had their worst week of the year. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. President Trump announced that starting September 1st, $300 billion worth of Chinese goods, ranging from toys to iPhones, will be slapped with a 10% tariff. This is on top of the existing 25% tariff on $250 billion worth of imports. Investors fled stocks to the safety of U.S. Treasuries, with Treasury yields dropping to 1.8%. The July jobs report didn't help. Only 164,000 new jobs were added, and the unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.7%. But some say the tariffs may not actually be put into effect. Peter Schiff said on his podcast that the tariffs weren't as much a message for China as they were for the Federal Reserve. President Trump was disappointed that the Federal Reserve did not lower interest rates more than a quarter percent. He announced the new tariffs shortly after the Fed announced its rate cut, knowing that it would likely rock the stock market, which it did. But this way, he may be forcing the Fed to lower rates in September, in an effort to bring the market back. Now, how does all this strong-arming affect U.S. real estate? It is so important for real estate investors to understand the effect of government policy in Fed fund rates. When rates go up, the economy slows. When rates go down, the economy revs up. In fact, any kind of monetary stimulus is designed to boost economic output. Raising rates isn't the only tool in the box. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was another stimulus. When people pay less in taxes, they tend to spend more and our economy is reliant on consumer spending. And while the benefits of the tax cuts were certainly apparent immediately afterwards in the form of job growth, new stock market highs, and GDP growth, this year the tax cuts seem to have lost steam. In fact, according to the Tax Policy Center, the economy has returned to pre-TCGA levels. Revised figures show the average GDP for 2018 fell from 3% to 2.6%. The tax cuts were supposed to encourage companies to purchase more plants and equipment, but the Bureau of Economic Analysis reported that business investment turned negative last quarter for the first time since 2016. Why? Probably because of the tariffs and the trade wars. U.S. exports fell 5% during the second quarter of 2019. President Trump's campaign promised to cut taxes in order to produce more long-term investment in the U.S., that would lead to an annual wage growth of $4,000 or more, does not appear to be happening. Stimulus can also come in the form of government spending, which Trump also promised, and he fulfilled that promise. Government spending was up 7.9% last quarter, which is helping to prop up the economy. But unfortunately, all that spending and stimulus is adding up, and the deficit has soared to $1 trillion this year and is expected to get worse with the new spending bill that was just approved by the Senate. That, combined with the TJCA, is expected to add more than $4 trillion to the federal debt by 2029. That's according to the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. What does this all mean to us real estate investors? Well, it means that we're currently fighting deflation, not inflation. Inflation could certainly hit us down the road, but right now, our focus as investors should be how to navigate deflation, which means 
Do not over leverage. Keep your LTVs low so that if prices do decline, you'll be covered. And two, don't count on rents going up. They might, but make sure the numbers work as they are today, or even with the possibility that they could decline. Three, don't overpay for property. So many people are buying property thinking prices will continue to rise like they have for the past decade. Do not expect that to happen. If you're in a high-priced market like San Jose, California, you should be expecting that prices will continue to decline as they have already this year. While more affordable markets will likely continue to see price gains, especially in the Southeast, where the bulk of the population growth is headed. And finally, it is such a good time to sell your overpriced, underperforming properties and exchange them for low-priced, high-performing properties in growth areas. You can get a whole list of those areas on our website at newsforinvestors.com under the Invest tab. And consider joining us next week at our full-day event in Cleveland, Ohio, where we have 15 different full-service real estate teams joining us to tell us what's going on in their markets. We've also rented out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Friday night. So check that out at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors.